हरिओम भगवान रिवील्ड हिज आइडेंटिटी टू अर्जुन दैट ही अलोन एग्जिस्ट एज दिस वर्ल्ड थ्रू हिज टू फोल्ड प्रकृति अपरा एंड परा प्रकृति सो अपरा प्रकृति इज द एट फोल्ड प्रकृति एंड परा प्रकृति इज दैट कॉन्शियसनेस विच अलोन एक्सप्रेसिस एज लाइफ एंड टूगेदर दिस टू प्रकृतिज अलोन express as this vast cosmos and all beings so an individual also is a combination of para and apara prakriti and the self in me is the same divinity it's not different from that divinity bhagwan also indicated few vibhutis by which we can experience his presence in the world in the water on earth in the sky in the scriptures in the sun and the moon in the strength and tapas everywhere one can feel the presence of god so all that is born from sattva gun tamogun or rajogun is ultimately born from god alone so if he is all pervading he is our own self and present in each and every object of this world what prevents us from recognizing ourselves as the divinity bhagwan says that is because of these three gunas and the vikar of these three gunas one fails to recognize oneself there is this moha so these three gunas create that moha confusion misunderstanding and uh, prevents us from recognizing our own self so mohitam na abhijanati mam ebhya param avyayam bhagwan says because of this trigunas and their vikar the entire world of all beings do not recognize me as someone superior and free from all modification so how to transcend this trigunas and recognize the self a beautiful uh, method bhagwan gives in this verse we will chant it again verse number 14 daivi yesha gunamai mama maya duratyaya mame vaye prapadyante mayam yetam tarantite daivi hesha gunamai mama maya duratyaya mayam yetam tarantite ha bhagwan says that this three gunas are also called maya si maya prakriti the three gunas they are synonyms hmm? maya and prakriti are same so the term maya is used here and this maya has got these three gunas gunamayi mama maya bhagwan says this my maya which has got these three gunas 
is divine daivi hi esha it is divine it belongs to me it is not something bad but it's very difficult to transcend this maya duratyaya difficult to transcend so what is this maya it's prakriti only and um, what you call bhagwan's own shakti it's also depicted as bhagwan's power this maya is uh, not an object outside or some other uh, phenomena it is not uh, something different from god therefore it is not that god and maya are two different units it is his bhagwan's power itself and uh, this maya has to be understood from various uh, standpoint when we look at this world we experience the world as having these three gunas sattva gun rajogun tamogun so we look at the look at maya as the cause of this world as the origin of this world because it has got the same gunas which are there in maya from the standpoint of maya itself it is inexplicable it becomes difficult to comprehend and explain maya that also we'll see and from the highest standpoint from the standpoint of that supreme reality there is no such thing called maya the maya itself disappears so it's a very strange and a very incomprehensible power of the lord to project the world to sustain the world and again dissolve the world this maya has got these three uh, gunas or qualities the tamogun rajogun and sattva gun this is a very interesting quality wherein through tamogun the reality hides itself with the help of this power called tamogun the reality the brahma or the ishvara hides his own real nature with the power of rajogun it projects something else projects this world projects something different from its own uh, nature that supreme reality is changeless it projects a changing world that supreme reality is pure existence it projects a world which constantly get destroyed that supreme reality is of the nature of pure happiness it projects a world which is full of sorrow and pain so it has got this power to project something totally different from its intrinsic nature but that sattva gun is also there which has got this power to remove all this projection remove all this confusion and again make one realize one's own nature it's like a like our dream we have this waking experience all of us are sitting here here itself if we go to sleep then though you are sitting in this uh, hall you first thing which happens when we go to sleep is we become unaware of this hall unaware of where we are unaware of our own personality and all then we project something else and that something else can be anything 
it can be a beautiful uh, a lake or a mountain or some other place other city it can be just a uh, outer space also so we project something else and we experience it but our own power makes us wake up from that dream similarly this cosmic reality god with his own power of this maya projects this world creates this whole play and also comes out of it as an individual god alone as an individual plays in this world and also after some time comes out of this just as our own body if you imagine the body there are so many different cells in the body millions of cells are there now i experience the body as my own self i experience the body as something which is under my control i can walk i can sit i can jump it is under my control each and every part of my body is under my control but at the same time there are millions of cells and each of these cell have their own individual activity and uh, function now just imagine hmm, you have to use your power of imagination just imagine that i you want to experience this body from a limited standpoint like a cell that i just decide that let me become one cell and then from the standpoint of that cell look at this body my own body let me become my own little heart and look at around let me become my kidney and look around let me become my lungs and look at my own body so it will be a totally a different experience altogether similarly that supreme reality ishvara who is the entire cosmos with all the objects and all the beings but he alone as a limited being experiences this world but when he experiences this world as a individual as a limited being he also undergoes lots of ups and downs he forgets his own reality he projects something else but intrinsically there is also this key in him to come out of this delusion and recognize his own self so all of us are ishvara who has forgotten our own real identity and we are experiencing this world as a limited being and i with my own power has made myself forget my real nature that power is called tamogun and i have projected this entire world for me to experience that is rajogun then i get tired of this i said enough let me come out of this delusion then i activate satvagun i attend satsang i do some sadhana this that i activate that satvagun and come out of this i come to recognize myself as that divinity as chidananda roopa shivoham shivoham i come to recognize myself as shiva so that power of god which has got this power to delude him and create a different world is called maya so this maya is not something bad bhagwan says daivi it is daivi bhagwan at the same time exist as ishwar also and he also plays as the various jivas 
so this maya bhagwan says is daivi is divine because it belongs to me it's not something which we have to curse or get scared about therefore in our puranas and all this maya and ishvara is depicted as uh, as a couple also like shiva and parvati so shiva is that purush and parvati is uh, the prakriti or shakti or maya together they are the parents of this entire world so daivi my maya is daivi he isha and it can be experienced directly when we experience this world it is an experience of bhagwan and his maya we are experiencing something limited we are experiencing something as though different from me so all this is experience of that maya shakti only in a limited uh, way we experience it in our day to day life also therefore that famous example in vedanta of rope and snake though there is rope which is lying there because of the uh, light and shadow and all i feel there is a snake so i don't see the rope i see the snake and when i see the snake i get scared so not seeing the rope is like tamogun seeing the snake is called rajogun and when i investigate let me see what type of snake is this what is it doing here from where it has come i look more intently more intensely when i look where there itself where the snake is i see the rope a person who is seeing the rope he points to the same snake and says the whole thing which you are seeing is rope another fellow who is seeing the snake he points to the same object and says oh the whole thing is snake so for this person who is seeing snake he is seeing the delusory effect and for the person who is seeing rope he has come out of delusion for a realized master when he looks at this world he says oh the whole world is god for an ignorant person he looks at this world oh the whole world is full of trouble only full of sorrow full of pain full of limitation full of change so this maya is something which one experiences directly therefore the term esha esha means this this maya bhagwan says definitely verily is daivi and it has got this three gunas gunamayi and these three gunas we see in each and everything of this world the more we go into the depth of any object the more it appears very mysterious even from the this great scientist and all when they try to understand this world the deeper they go into it the more mysterious it becomes in the good old days they thought that if they can find the 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 the, the the minutest unit of this world atom they have understood everything but even after finding that atom they come to know that atom is also made up of particles and those particles are so very strange that no they don't follow any common sense uh, uh, what do you call qualities they behave in the most strange way so the 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 particle with which this world is made is very very strange they don't we don't know how they behave what are their qualities so it's very very mysterious this world 
therefore bhagwan says it is gunamai tamogun is that jadatva or inertia or ignorance or laziness rajogun is activity and satvagun is intelligence therefore even in a small little atom we see that there is inertia some mass is there that is like tamogun it is full of activity it is constantly active that is rajogun but its activity is based on certain rules certain laws they are very definite there is a plan there is a pattern behind that activity so that is the intelligence even a living being the activity is there but it is based on certain laws there is a intelligence behind that activity so intelligence activity as well as there is inertia inertness all three together exist in this world we experience it and these three are called the gunas so bhagwan says my maya or this prakriti the ashtadha prakriti is trigunatmika so akash vayu agni jal prithvi all of them are satvik rajasik tamasik the mind and intellect everything is satvik rajasik tamasik so gunamai mama maya though it is delusory it is my maya it doesn't delude me completely it doesn't delude me as ishvara because it is my maya just like a like a magician he performs some magic but it doesn't delude that magician but the one who is watching that looking at that magic gets deluded get totally surprised seeing that magic but it doesn't delude that magician in the same way this maya doesn't delude that that reality that brahma or ishvara so because it is his maya mama maya duratyaya but it is very difficult to cross over i as an individual you and i though we are of the nature of that supreme reality at present we think ourselves to be limited that is because of this maya we feel that i am born and i will die that is because of this maya we are experiencing something which we are not that is maya even after ex- being explained and told very vividly and clearly still we don't believe still we have doubts that's maya it's very strange it's very very strange so it is then intrinsic nature it's a nature of this maya to delude to project and to remove us from delusion all three are there therefore i studied also i said these three gunas they oppose each other but when they are in in equilibrium they they create this illusion of this world when we when the tamogun increases we go into a state of total unawareness when rajogun increases we are in the state of delusion and all this projection is seen but when we are in a state of sattva gun and shuddha sattva we become free of this delusion it's like a intelligent astray i said intelligent person get drunk and behaves non intelligently so this maya is very difficult to cross over to even accept that i am someone who is most mighty and 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 uh, free from all change 
free from all destruction is even difficult to accept it's most uh, it's amazing like it's like a beggar who is traditionally beggar means who's khandani beggar means is begging uh, history goes back to the akbar ke zamane mein that fellow if he is told that you are really you are not a beggar you are a king that he will not believe not accept it doesn't sink in it doesn't sink in see ordinary thing of this world doesn't sink in and this is so fantastic unimaginable because our brain is made in such a way that the brain that which it doesn't understand it doesn't accept it doesn't even if it is it is seen it will not accept it so it it's very difficult to believe it's like a if suppose somebody is told that a little tiny little atom has got tremendous power it has got so much energy in it that it can it can be used to uh, what you call uh, generate lot of electricity electricity or whatever is difficult because tiny little atom how but the same power they tap it it is used for destruction also like nuclear bomb and atom bomb and all that power is there in an atom similarly the scriptures tell us that you are essentially divine you are that brahma not this little tiny little being which you think you are you are not a man or a woman you are not a what you call indian or american or hindu or muslim or anything you are that brahma full stop it's like space the pot is not the space space is something different from the pot so even after it is been told again and again we fail to comprehend because of tamogun we comprehend something else because of rajogun but when we invoke that satvagun which we can invoke through prayer through satsang when we invoke the satvagun slowly and steadily we come out of that delusion so maya mama maya duratyaya bhagwan says my maya is very difficult to cross over but there is a solution and what is the solution mamevaye prapadyante mayam etam tarantite you have to remember this line this is the secret this is the key to come out of this delusion this alone will be told again and again in different words in different ways even in the conclusion of this bhagavad gita bhagwan tells arjuna ki sarva dharman parityajya mamekam sharanam vraja ahantva sarva papebhya mokshayishyami ma suchah ki you surrender to me bhagwan says mam eva he who prapadyante he who surrenders to me alone yar me doesn't mean krishna a person who was born in dwapar yug here it doesn't mean a particular individual here when bhagwan says i we should understand him as he has revealed his nature he has said that this parayan apara prakriti are my my prakriti they belong to me so a part of apara or para prakriti we should not take as god and surrender oh i am going to vrindavan to surrender i am going to haridwar to surrender no no then you are surrendering to a god who is limited in one particular place limited in time limited in concept 
no no we are talking about that god who is who looks at this both para and apara prakriti as belonging to him and that god is in us as our own self there is someone or there is this self in us which is aware of both that which we see and the one who is seeing it's very interesting let me take some object now this watch huh? watch the watch i use it to okay i need not so <laughs> this watch is made up of apara prakriti it is apara prakriti made up of five elements and the seer of the watch is the para prakriti i the seer is called para prakriti and this is apara prakriti now very interesting there is someone in uh, in me who is aware of not only the watch but is aware of i looking at the watch so that which is nameless formless subtle is the god in me he is aware of the seer as well as the seen he is aware of the experiencer as well as the experience both this experiencer and experience belong to him the experiencer is the para prakriti and the experienced is the para prakriti but both of them belong to me belong to that i that pure consciousness that pure self so what does it mean to surrender surrender means to give up all other identity to give up all other identification with my body with my mind drop all other identity and just just surrender to my own real nature it is something subjective it is something which one has to do with one's deep subtle understanding it is like like our sant naneshwar maharaj gives example he says it is like the wave surrendering to water just imagine that you are the wave and you just surrender to water what does it mean it means surrender just imagine that you are born as a wave you think you are a wave you have other waves as your parents your brother sister your uncle wave your auntie wave Hmm. so all these waves are there and you always think that i am a wave and i have to do something in this world i have to uh, serve other waves if you are good person or i have to beat that wave black and blue if you are blue person or bad person so all the time my notion is the world is made up of waves and it is just i have to live happily as a wave but then i become spiritual i come to know about this great knowledge and the teacher tells me that you are not the wave you are that water but how to reach that state you just drop that identity of being a wave and surrender to that water for that what is required is knowledge faith fearlessness fearlessness is required abhayam because fear makes us hold on to the false things we are afraid of the unknown the supreme reality at present is unknown 
we will rather hold on to a miserable known than surrender to a blissful and wonderful unknown. There is a strange fear for that unknown. So fear is there. Ignorance of that supreme reality is there. Complete faith is not there in it. So if one goes through all this and contemplates, understand, then just one has to drop all other identity. Being a man or a woman. Being a young or old. See, many people, even the so-called spiritual people, they maintain their identity and continue to do their sadhana also simultaneously. It's like the monkey who climbs the pole. He goes one, uh, two feet up and comes down also two, three feet. Then again goes up and again comes down. Forget about monkey. Just like a person who is doing exercise on a treadmill. He goes miles together. He says, oh, today I have walked, you know, ten miles. Where? In my bedroom. Which place? Only this place I was standing and walking. So, walking but not reaching anywhere. So, one has to drop all identity. I am a man or a woman. That is one aspect of meditation. There are two steps in meditation. Dropping and holding. Dropping what I am not and asserting, sorry, asserting what I am. Asserting what I am and dropping what I am not. Like in that Mano buddhya chittani hankara, mano buddhya hankara chittani naham, nacha shrotra jivve, nacha grana naitre, nacha vyoma bhumir na tejo na vayuhu. This is called dropping. Then who am I? Chidananda rupa shivoham shivoham. So it's like a exercise which each one of us we have to do. We have to just drop all our identity of being a man and a woman. Just don't consider yourself as a human being or a man or a woman. Don't consider yourself as a as a as a Hindu or a Indian or a whatever. All these are just created identity, thought created identities. They are created by thoughts. Just as on your computer also you can create various identities. You can create various images. They are just created by the bits and bytes of the computer. They don't have any reality of its own. Similarly, this identity which we feel is so solidly real is created by my thoughts, which are false, which are maya. Actually, if you want to know maya, you it is nothing but expressing itself as thoughts also. So, thought-created identity is there, which we have to just drop it. Fearlessly. Fearlessly. Like a child. The child is standing up and the father says, you jump, I will catch you. The child just jumps and the father catches him. Similarly, all our false identities should be dropped and we have to surrender to our own self. The higher self. God is not far away someone else. Surrender doesn't mean prostrating and crying in front of God and all. That is surrendering, different type of surrender. Some people, they cry, weep and Bhagwan, mere raksha karo. Bhagwan doesn't come anywhere to do raksha and all. We have to surrender to our own, that supreme name. That is God. 
all other god other than what Bhagavan has said is false god. He says, Mattat Parataram Nanyat Kinchidasti Dhananjaya. Other than me, there are no gods. Other than me, there is no one. Nothing. If you surrender to me, I will take care of you. So, Maam Eva Ye Prapadyante. Maam Eva. Eva means God alone. Not to some ideas, to some concept, to some other person, to some thought, to some philosophy, to some mantra, tantra, loka. No. To that God alone. This requires complete fearlessness, faith, knowledge. So, maam eva ye prapadyante, mayam etam tarantite. Suddenly they become free of maya. Bhagavan Ram Krishna Paramahansa, see great Mahatmas, they give simple example to understand. So, he gave example like that fisherman who tries to catch the fish. So, he throws the net and catches the fish. And all the fish which tries to run away, they get caught in the net. But those feet, I mean, those fish which comes near the feet of the fisherman, they escape. So one who tries to run away from God, they get more and more caught up. But one who surrenders to Him, they escape. And this surrender happens in the state of meditation. We have to drop. See, it is, it is easy to it, it is easy to drop, but at the same time it is difficult to drop also. Certain things are there in our hand. It requires special effort to hold on to it. In Tamogon and Rajo, in Sattvagon, we can drop it. When, suppose we are holding on to something and we go to sleep, it falls down automatically, our mobile phone. Then we wake up and start looking for it here and there. Or, if we, in the state of meditation, consciously we can drop it. In sleep, unconsciously we drop our mobile. In meditation, consciously we drop. But when we are in Rajogun, we don't drop it. We are very careful. Hmm. So, mamevaye prapadyante. This each individual has to understand. It's like, again, like sleep. However much you can give talk on how to sleep and all, unless you yourself understand and experience, it will not help. Suppose somebody delivers a big lecture on what is the meaning of sleep and diagram and PowerPoint program and all. These are the sleep, these are the various ways one can sleep and all. Listening to that lecture, people will go to sleep. Not because of, but in spite of that. It is a personal, subjective experience. Two people sitting at the same place, one is fast asleep, another is not. The other person will not experience it. The one who has slept alone will experience. It's a subjective experience. Similarly, this surrender is a subjective experience. One has to learn, I mean just understand the knack of it and surrender. Maam eva ye prapadyante, those jivas who feel that they are limited and bound, when they drop all their identity and surrender to this self within, they become suddenly free of maya. In deep sleep state, we surrender to maya only. We surrender to the tamogun. In activities, we surrender to rajogun. In our spiritual activities, we surrender to sattvagun. But here Bhagavan says, you drop all of them, and surrender to me, who is beyond all these three gunas. So, maam eva ye prapadyante, 
mayam etam tarantite they cross over this maya they go on the other side they come to recognize themselves as that supreme divinity here and now in this lifetime itself one doesn't have to die to understand one's divinity one doesn't have to go to some special loka swarga loka or some other loka and all here and now we drop our identity and one recognizes that self there's a very beautiful uh, geeta called ashtavakra geeta it's a dialogue between ashtavakra rishi and janak maharaj so janak maharaj a great king he asked ashtavakra he had he came to meet ashtavakra rishi on his uh, horse then he got down he spoke to the rishi and then he was about to mount the horse at that time he asked jate jate one question he says how long does it take to gain this moksha this realization he says it will take lesser time to gain that than for you to put that other your feet foot on top of that horse one he had already placed so much how you just drop your little identity and what you are is brahma only my little identity is preventing me from knowing my uh, that real identity my little self it is like a mask my mask is preventing me from knowing who am i i get attached to my mask i keep my spirituality or religion and all also sometimes i use only to decorate the mask to make it better and better some person in this world also we say oh he is a good person means he is a better mask but all of them are mask only you just drop it whether they good bad indifferent and surrender to your own self it will take care of you bhagwan says i will take i will give you moksha you don't have to do anything but from your standpoint you just drop all your identity sarva dharman parityajya sarva dharman means give up all other identification and surrender to me so mameva ye prapadyante mayam etam tarantite they cross over this maya though maya is very difficult to cross but there is a method and when we surrender in this way we transcend sattva gun also see normally in the uh, our sadhana we have to uh, transcend the tamogun by taking refuge in rajogun we transcend the rajogun by taking refuge in sattva gun but transcend the sattva gun also by surrendering to that supreme reality one who is totally tamasic will not understand the language of surrender that person will have to become rajasic a rajasic person also doesn't understand the language of surrender he will have to become satvik by following karma yoga karma yoga and all is sadhana meant for rajasic person once he becomes satvik he has to follow the sadhana of gnana yoga and slowly and steadily try to develop that shuddha sattva pure sattva gun and when he reaches the state of pure sattva gun he can drop that also and surrender to that self within mayam etam tarantite they cross over this maya so most beautiful you please remember now 
the question is that if this is so simple and one just surrenders, one becomes free of all bondage, one comes to recognize one's own supreme nature, one gains enlightenment, then why all beings don't surrender? Why they don't surrender? Why they don't surrender? Who doesn't surrender to you? And why? In the following verse, Bhagavan now analyzes the whole thing. He says, this type of people don't surrender to me. Though I say surrender, it doesn't mean that everyone will come running to me. These people don't surrender to me. Who are they? Namam Dushkritino Mudhaha Prapadyante Naradhamaha Mayaya Parhatat Jnanaha Asuram Bhavam Ashritaha Namam Dushkritinod Mudhaha Prapadyante Naradhamaha Mayaya Paharatat Jnanaha Asuram Bhavam Ashritaha Bhagavan says Namam Prapadyante this following people, they don't surrender to me. They don't mean they cannot surrender to me. They don't. It's difficult for them to surrender to me. They can't surrender to me. Who? Modhaha. They are the foolish people. Modhaha. Not intent. Mood here doesn't mean that one who is illiterate doesn't mean that uh, he doesn't uh, know the worldly things. In the world, that person may be understood or considered as a very wise person. But spiritually, that person is considered mood. Because mood means one who doesn't know his own welfare. Who doesn't know where lies his welfare. He is running after things which will ultimately give him sorrow and misery and pain. He is called mood. Like we used to have the story of that, I think, Sheikh Chilli and all. He was sitting on that uh, uh, branch and he was cutting the same branch. So a wise man was going by. He said, you will fall down. He looked at him and he said, what are you talking? Are you some Jyotishi or something? What fall down and all? But after some time he really fell down. Then he approached that wise person and said, oh, you are so great. Please guide me. So similarly, those who go into the path which leads to bondage, which leads to sorrow, which leads to pain, they are called mood. There are two types of mood also. One is mood mood, but another is wise mood in the sense one who even after knowing does it, even after knowing about it, one who does the same thing is a greater fool. If you don't know and get into trouble, that is one thing. So, Modha, Bhagavan says, Modhas don't surrender to me. Then, Dushkritinaha. Dushkritinaha means one who is inclined towards doing bad karmas, papa karmas. One who doesn't follow the laws or the values of life. One who leads an unrighteous life. 
हु डज पाप कर्म दुष्कृतिन डजंट फॉलो द वैल्यूज ऑफ अहिंसा सत्यम अस्तेय ब्रह्मचर्य अपरिग्रह और अदर वैल्यूज विच आर मेन्शन इन अवर स्क्रिप्चर्स दोज पीपल ऑल्सो विल फाइंड इट वेरी डिफिकल्ट टू सरेंडर टू गॉड फॉगेट अबाउट सरेंडर टू गॉड दिस पीपल विल फाइंड इट डिफिकल्ट टू सरेंडर टू इग्नोरेंस ऑल्सो टू तमोगुण टू स्लीप दे कान स्लीप बिकॉज इवन टू स्लीप वी हैव टू हैव दैट एटीट्यूड ऑफ सरेंडर कान स्लीप समटाइम्स दे कान डाय ऑल्सो बिकॉज इवन टू डाय वन हैज टू हैव एटीट्यूड ऑफ सरेंडर दे आर अवे अलाइव इधर से मशीन लगी हुई है उधर से मशीन लगी है एवरी वन इज वेटिंग आउटसाइड बाबूजी है हाँ है सन हैज कम ऑल द वे फ्रॉम सैन फ्रांसिस्को ही हैज गॉट ओनली वन और टू डेज लीव बट आफ्टर सींग हिम बाबू जी इज फीलिंग मोर दिस हैप्पी एंड एनी वे सो इवन टू डाय टू गो इन टू स्लीप वी हैव नीड सरेंडर एंड यर टू सरेंडर टू गॉड it also requires that so one who is duskriti one who bad karmas one who does they cannot surrender to god even the were ravan in the stories also ravan was told to go and surrender he will take care of you he says no i want to fight with him then naradhamaha adhamaha lowest type of nara who are very means they cannot be called human being also in humane वेरी बैड नर अधमा राक्षसास लाइक सो दे ऑल्सो कैनॉट सरेंडर देन मायया अपहृत ज्ञाना वन हुज नॉलेज इज एज दो टेकन अवे बाय माया वन हु इज ओवर पावर्ड बाय डेल्यूजन कन्फ्यूजन एंड ऑल्सो अदर इफेक्ट ऑफ माया प्राइड जेलेसी पे fear guilt repentance the that all sorts of thing they also find it difficult to surrender mayaya mayaya apahritat jnanaha and asuram bhavam ashritaha and those who have surrendered to asuri bhav those who take refuge in negative values of life of himsa huh in asatya in dambha in darpa hypocrisy or lie and violence pride those who take refuge in the wrong values wrong things of life they feel that is the power through violence they can attain things in this world so those who behave in this way have taken refuge in this asuri sampatti they also cannot surrender to me so if we find ourselves that we are it is difficult for us to surrender then we should know that one of these things are there within me i should try to drop it i should try to change my ways i should try to remove all these negativities by proper satsang and all and then we'll get that ability to surrender so mayaya paharatat jnanaha asuram bhavam ashritaha so these people don't surrender then who surrenders who are those who surrender to you 
that Bhagavan says now in the next verse, this also very famous verse. Chatur Vidha Bhajan Temam Jana Sukrati Norjuna Arto Jitnyasurartharthi Jnani Chabharatar Shabha Chatur Vidha Bhajante Maam Janasukrati Norjuna Arto Jitnyasurartharthi Jnani Chabharatar Shabha Haan. Bhagavan said these four types of people or worship me. People worship me in four different ways or four types of people worship me. He is not talking about surrender here. Bhagavan is talking about worship. And later on, he will mention that those who are jnanis, they surrender to me. He said, Chatur Vidha Bhajante Maam Jana Sukriti Norjuna He Arjuna Chatur Vidha Bhajante In these four types they worship me. Janaha, who are these? Bhakta Janas, they are my devotees. And Sukritinaha, they are the one who perform good action. They are the one who are the followers of righteousness. See, being unrighteous, I cannot be Bhagwan's bhakta also. Because to be unrighteous is to hurt God only. You cannot be unrighteous and at the same time say that I am Bhagwan's devotee. We cannot say that I am doing all sorts of gadabad karma. But I am also, you know, her mahine Tirupati mein jata hu. Tirupati Bhagavan knows what you are doing. Hmm. Because if I am unrighteous, I am unkind, I am unkind to God only. I cannot do namaskar to Bhagavan and then kick some other person. Because when I kick person or when I hurt someone, I am hurting God. So how can you do the same thing like, just now you are hurting him and you are also offering flowers and nariyal and all sorts of things. It's God is one. God is one. You cannot say, no, no, I am hurting my neighbor, you know, he is a useless fellow. But God, I am always, I do namaskar. So it is not possible. So, janaha, bhakta janaha, Bhagavan says, my devotees, they worship me. And all of them are sukritanaha, they are the doers of good karmas. They are the followers of righteousness. So, first step in, in bhakti is to become a good person. You don't have to do anything. Just being a good person itself is a, is a first step in worshipping God. There is a famous statement which says that Devo Bhutva Devam Yajet Shivo Bhutva Shivam Yajet If you want to worship Shiva, you become Shiva. If you want to worship a Devata, you become that Devata. That is called worship. If you are appreciating someone, worshipping someone, you would like to develop his qualities. That is the greatest way of saying that I really love you. Nowadays, we people who love or appreciate some film star and all, they also start dressing like that. 
they also start imitating. So similarly, if I say that I love God, then I should become good because God is good. God is kind. God is compassionate. God is forgiving. God is friendly. God is free from all pride. God is humble. So all these qualities, when it comes to me, then that is a big step in worshipping God. God doesn't see what type of mantras you chant. He doesn't see what steps you are taking, what type of flower you are offering, whether you are offering nariyal with water or without water in it. Those are upchars. They are just external actions. In fact, the scripture says you can do manasik puja. In your mind itself you offer. If I cannot imagine that uh, or cannot think about God as that nameless, formless, whose both uh, these prakritis belong to him, then I create an image of him and then offer. That image is just for my help. The image is not God. Image is just for my help. The mother is not well and she sends a letter to her son who is elsewhere that please come and give me some medicine. So he gets that letter. He keeps it there. He does arti of that letter and shows it to everyone. He frames it also. This is my word of my mother, you know. Directly she has given. But have you done anything about it? No. Bhagwan says all this, have you done? No. We are just worshipping his words. So, when I cannot imagine that formless, nameless, I give some image. But that many people get stuck to the image. They get stuck to that outer forms and forget the real devotion behind so, therefore, Bhagavan says, Sukritanaha, one who does good karmas, who is a good person, such four types of people worship me. Who are the four types? Artaha. There are those who are in some trouble, in some pain, in some difficulty. And in that state, they look at God, they worship God and pray to Him. To release them from all difficulties and sorrow. Their attention is on God. Though they are worshipping Him to remove their sorrow, but their attention is on God and that itself is an important uh, sign of bhakti or bhajan. That our attention is on God. That we are praying to Him. We are considering Him as someone great. We are considering Him as Someone who is strong and powerful, who can remove our sorrow. So there are, these are called artha bhaktas, who have some sorrow and pain and trouble, and they remember God and they worship Him. Artha bhakta. Uh, traditionally, that example and all is given of uh, Draupadi. She was in trouble, her husbands were there, and she was being dragged in the court. And they were trying to remove her 
ड्रेस एंड ऑल सो दैट टाइम सी आर्थ वितार्थ भावना सी कॉल्ड भगवान एंड ही केम ही केम इन द फॉर्म ऑफ सारी ओनली सो आर्थ भक्ति इट इज कॉल्ड देन देर आर दोज हु आर जिज्ञासु जिज्ञासु मीन्स डिजायर टू नो द तत्व द एसेंस ऑफ गॉड दे हैव अ ग्रेट डिजायर टू नो वॉट इज गॉड हु इज गॉड वेर इज गॉड हाउ इज गॉड वॉट इज इज नेचर हाउ कैन आई नो हिम हाउ कैन आई एक्सपीरियंस हिम जिज्ञासा डिजायर टू नो सो दे ऑल्सो अप्रोच गॉड देन देर आर दोज अर्थार्थी हु वॉन्ट सम थिंग फ्रॉम गॉड दे वॉन्ट सम वेल्थ दे वॉन्ट सम पोजिशन दे वॉन्ट सम नेम फेम दे वॉन्ट समथिंग इन रिटर्न बट दे वर्शिप गॉड ओ लॉर्ड आई लव यू आई वर्शिप यू प्लीज गिव मी दिस गिव मी दैट भगवान इज कॉलिंग दैम ऑल्सो इज डिवोटिस बिकॉज दे आर ऑल्सो एटलीस्ट एक्नोलॉजिंग द प्रेजेंस ऑफ गॉड एक्नोलॉजिंग दैट ही इज ऑल पावरफुल ही कैन गिव सो भगवान आउट ऑफ हिज काइंडनेस इज कॉलिंग दैम ऑल्सो हिज डिवोटिस एंड यू विल फाइंड इन द वर्ल्ड many uh, are falling into the first and the third category arth when we are in trouble we remember god dukh mein sumiran sab kare sukh mein kare na koi when we are in trouble therefore in during the examination time and all you will find all youngsters in the with this line lag jati wahan par are aaj itni bheed kyon hai bhagwan ke mandir mein exam Sometimes big beard just before the result. So that is artha or artharthi want something in return. But there are those who are jidnyasu want to know. But the fourth variety is there who are nyani. Nyani means those who know who is God, those who know His tattva. They are still as a limited being, but they know what is the nature of God. who is god and knowing who he is they worship him they are the nyanis artha may not know completely the nature of god they only know that i am in trouble and god is someone who can remove me from my trouble i have gone to all the doctors i have seen homeopathy allopathy naturopathy finally i go to tirupati <laughs> uh, and only one thing i know i don't know about this para apara prakriti big d small and all those things i just know god is someone there up in the sky somewhere and he knows and he can remove me from my trouble bhagwan said that much also if one person knows then i consider him my devotee may not be the best one but still he is also good then jidnyasu is one who is who is uh, what you call compelled by the thirst to know god even uh, here arjuna also is asking so many questions and all he wants to know what is god so many seekers are there who walk this path with that desire to know who is god how is he so they they attend satsang they study the various literature they interact with various mahatmas they go to various tirthakshetras uh, or other places and learn about god they are the jidnyasu bhakta they are also in search of knowing god so they are like worshiping him 
with their intellect only. Arthas are worshipping with that intensity. The sorrow is propelling them to worship God. Jidnyasu, their intellect with their questioning attitude is propelling them to look towards God. Artharthi, their need for some gain, some power and some wealth makes them look at God. Bhagavan says, whoever looks at me is my devotee. In, in Ramayana, Bhagavan says, one who looks at me, even once, I remove all his sorrow. But people are so busy, they don't look at Looking means not looking at the photograph or something. Looking means seeing or acknowledging even one little aspect of God. We can acknowledge his power. We can acknowledge his all-pervasiveness. We can acknowledge his compassion. We can acknowledge his being just. We can acknowledge his knowledge. Whatever we acknowledge, that is that is love only. See, when we are, like, uh, when we go to a new place or we go to a party, we meet some people, we acknowledge their presence, that itself is our expression of our love. Suppose somebody walks and you know that person, he also knows, but he doesn't look at you or even after looking doesn't smile or doesn't acknowledge. But why you require? At least they should acknowledge that I am here. You just nod and you feel very nice. Similarly, Bhagwan says, one who looks at me and nods, Sare, Bhagwan, aap yahan par kaise ho? Bhagwan says, I consider him my devotee. One who acknowledges my presence in their life. Itna bhi log nahi karte hai. One who acknowledges the presence of God in their life. Some acknowledge when they are in difficulty. Some acknowledge when they are having lot of questions. Some acknowledge when they want something. Bhagavan says, Chal jata hai. Them also I consider my devotee. So, Artho Jidnyasu Artharthi and Jnani Cha Bharatarshava and He Arjuna. The fourth is Jnani. Jnani is one who knows. But he has not yet experienced God. He has not yet gained that state of enlightenment. But he knows who is God. With that knowledge he worships. Even though he might be doing some puja, but he has got that comprehension, that understanding. He might not be offering anything flower and all, but he is experiencing or seeing or understanding the presence of God in this whole world. Bhagavan says he is my devotee. And out of this four, later on Bhagavan will say in the next that he loves this jnani very dearly. Because he knows. He knows and he loves. Others, they know only a little aspect of me and they love. But he knows me completely and he loves. So each one of us, we have to find what type of devotees we are. So if we are artha, jidnyasu, artharthi, we have to become first jnani. Because later on Bhagavan will say, jnanvan maam prapadyate. Jnanvan maam prapadyate. After gaining knowledge, one surrenders to me. In order to surrender to God, we have to understand Him completely, properly. Then we will be able to surrender to Him completely. Otherwise, our worship will be incomplete. Hmm. So, artho jidnyasu artharthi jnani cha bharatarshabha. These are the four types of devotees I have. But who is the best? Bhagavan says in the next verse. Tesham Jnani Nitya Yuktaha Tesham Jnani Nitya Yuktaha 
एक भक्तिर्विशिष्य प्रियो हिज्ञानोत्यम अहम सच मम प्रिय ज्ञानी नित्ययुक्त एक भक्तिर्विशिष्य प्रियो हिज्ञानोत्यम अहम सच मम प्रिय तेषाम आउट ऑफ दिस ऑल दिस फोर भगवान से ज्ञानी नित्ययुक्त एक भक्ति विशिष्य ज्ञानी विशिष्य ज्ञानी इज स्पेशल ज्ञानी इज सुपीरियर टू ऑल ऑफ देम बिकॉज ज्ञानी अंडरस्टैंड्स मी कम्प्लीटली अदर्स दे अंडरस्टैंड अ लिटिल एस्पेक्ट ऑफ मी अदर्स दे डोंट हैव नित्ययुक्त भक्ति एंड दे डोंट हैव एक भक्ति नित्ययुक्त मीन्स वन हु इज कॉन्स्टंटली ट्यून टू गॉड ज्ञानी इज वन हु इज कॉन्स्टंटली ट्यून टू गॉड आर्थ जिज्ञासु अर्थार्थी वेनेवर दैट आर्थता इज देर वेनेवर जिज्ञासा इज देर वेनेवर दैट अर्थार्थी सम वॉन्ट इज देर दे गेट ट्यून टू गॉड एज सुन एज दैट इज फुलफिल्ड टेम्पररीली दे फॉरगेट गॉड एज सुन एज सौरव गोज गॉड ऑल्सो गोज सौरव कम्स गॉड कम्स बिकॉज इट गॉड इज लिंक्ड विथ सौरव भगवान का भगवान एज सुन एज सौरव गोस भगवान ऑल्सो गोस देन अगेन आफ्टर सम टाइम अगेन अनदर टाइप ऑफ सौरव कम्स अनदर भगवान कम्स नॉट अनदर बट सेम डिफरेंट एस्पेक्ट कॉन्स्टंटली कॉन्स्टंटली इन सम ट्रबल कॉन्स्टंटली गोइंग एंड आइडिया ऑफ गॉड इज दैट ही इज समवेयर इन दैट टेम्पल इन दैट डेज सो गो देर गो टू दिस प्लेस गो टू दैट प्लेस कभी हरिद्वार कभी ऋषिकेश कभी तिरुपति कभी यहां कभी वहां एंड सो मच ऑफ दिस एंड दे नॉट डेट दे डोंट एक्सपीरियंस दे एक्सपीरियंस फ्रीडम फ्रॉम ट्रबल ऑल्सो वहां जाके आ गया ना आई एम फ्री ऑफ ऑल माई ट्रबल माई बॉस वॉज ट्रबलिंग मी सो मच देन आई नारियल चढ़ा दिया भगवान को एंड ना आई एम फ्री नो प्रॉब्लम आफ्टर वन मंथ अनदर बॉस कम्स एंड ट्रबल्स मोर Again, I pick up another nariyal and run to that devata. Again, I offer. Again, I am free of this. My association with God is with trouble. God is troubleshooter. God is remover of trouble. Bhagwan also considers them his bhakta. Hmm. Then jidnyasu. Suddenly, that question comes. And this, as long as we have intellect, question comes. but we give some answer and satisfied but sometimes ordinary answers don't satisfy us so it keeps on pricking us who is god why is this why this world why there is sorrow why there is pain what is bondage what is freedom how many gods are there who am i what is this world so so many questions keep on troubling they are there human beings we have intellect and these questions will keep coming either you give them some false or some answer and satisfy that intellect why it is raining oh no some elephants are there they are throwing water ha acha theek hai ha now i got the answer i am satisfied so some answers are given to the intellect it feels satisfied 
then again some because some other question comes which do not uh, match the answer which i had got then again so they are the jidnyasus and jidnyasus should study bhagavad gita jidnyasus should study our upanishad they alone can answer all our doubts if you study them deeply you will find all possible doubts in spirituality is answered in our upanishads in bhagavad gita about life about death about pain about sorrow about bondage about life after death about life before death everything is answered but one should not feel satisfied there only we should proceed further to recognize and realize and gain that state of enlightenment arthartha also feel satisfied when something is obtained they feel very happy when they want something again they remember god but nyani is very so tesham nyani nitya yuktah constantly tuned to god nitya yuktah hotline like constantly tuned blackberry type constantly tuned i don't know i think so blackberry is tuned not to god but constantly tuned they are awake they are in tune with god they are dreaming they are dreaming of god they are asleep they are tuned with god why because their deep conviction is 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 factual is true they know who is god so they are constantly tuned there no sorrow can disturb them from their understanding of god no desire can disturb them from their understanding of god no activity or nothing can disturb them from their understanding life and that do not disturb them from understanding of god they are nitya yuktah and ek bhakti hi they know god is one without a second they have ananya bhakti towards him him means not someone else their own self that supreme reality brahma they have the understanding that other than god nothing or no one is there ek bhakti it is called ek bhakti means to accept oneness of god that there is no one other than god even i am not there you are not there everyone is that god alone that is called ananya bhakti ananya bhakti means anya not to accept any anya ek bhakti hi vishishyate bhagwan says priyo hi jnaninah atyartham aham that for a jnani i am very extremely dear to the jnani i am not extremely dear to artha jignasu artharthi they have their own other likes and dislikes they have their own other fascinations but for a jnani i am extremely dear why because jnani understands me as his own self see in the world what is most lovable and dearest to us is our own self we don't love anything other than our own self so dearly we wake up we walk we talk we do everything for whom for yourself even when you say oh i am serving that person why because it gives me satisfaction everything i do for the love of the self there is no other love then the love for the self when we say i am loving someone else i can love someone else only when i see myself in that person ye mera beta hai ye mera hai ye mera hai where there is connection with that i then there is love 
when there is no connection with I, there is no love. Because all love is for the self alone. Atmanastu kamaya sarvam priyam bhavati. Upanishad also says, Brahadaranyaka Upanishad, that all love is because of the self alone, directed toward the self. And here Jnani knows that God and the self are one. Therefore his love for God is complete. There cannot be anyone who can love a God more than a Jnani. You cannot love God more than considering him as your own self. I and God, when we become one, then there is complete love. So, priyohit jnaninaha atyartham aham. And such a mamapriyaha and such a jnani is very, very dear to me also, because he is also my own self. So, Bhagwan is praising this jnani bhakta. So, we may start our journey as artha on this path. Generally, many people start their journey towards God in the state of artata, means in some sorrow, pain. That time we, we remember God. When we are extremely thirsty, that time we, we remember water like anything. Similarly, when we are in that intense pain, then we can appreciate joy because Bhagwan is of the nature of joy. Little joy you can appreciate when you are in little pain. But when you are in, when a person has experienced the very depth of pain, he will appreciate the height of joy also. The presence of the height of joy also. So this Arthur, he loves God prompted by his sorrow. So in the beginning we may come towards on this path because of Arthata. But then we start developing the jidnyasa. Who is God? Why is he? Where is he? This The jidnyasa will come. Then we also may have some this, oh, instead of going here and there, I will directly approach God for, I want this, I want that. And finally, that arthata also, artharthi, I will ask for liberation only from God. That arthata also will be there, that please, Bhagavan, remove me from sorrow of samsar, not from sorrow of this neighbor or sorrow of this problem. But Arth, he will say that please remove me from the sorrow of samsar. Jidnyasu will say that please give me your knowledge so that I become free. I gain that state of enlightenment. Artharthi will say that I don't want even swarga. I want your own self. I want you. So, Artho, Jidnyasu, Artharthi, Nyani, these four types of bhakta, Bhagavan says, Jnani is very, very dear to me and I am very dear to him. More we will see in our class tomorrow.
ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯೂರ್ಣಮಾದೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ